means like dishonor, dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, dishonor on everybody. <laughs> like. <laughs> the podcast that talks about everything from professional wrestling to new phones and bizzle <laughs> and i can no longer make fun of the dinosaur phone that is 100 percent paid off will the thrill has finally gotten a new cell phone yes due in part to a very uh generous gift incredibly generous Graduation from year. his bosses, uh, Drew and Serge. Shout out to my bosses. Was he, uh, uh, was it Drew does listen sometimes. When, um, <laughs> yes. When, when he gets an edible arrangements. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah uh, big shout out to my bosses for their incredibly generous graduation gift. So thank you very much. But yeah, that's it. The, it's time to to retire the old LG G4 that I've had since 2015. So he beats me, bro. I just got a case for it too, but I got a new phone now. That's it. Starting tomorrow, I gotta go to T-Mobile store to get it. Like the SIM card switched out. Yeah, um, because the SIM card is an actual like a memory card, like a PlayStation Two memory card. Yeah, yeah it's mad and little. It doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't fit in into the Samsung. That is correct. That is correct. Microchip. Right. So I got to take it to T-Mobile tomorrow and be like, can you make phone work, please? Um, But yeah, big, 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 big deals, big deals. And you know what else is uh, big deals? What? Why grapples the apples on SoundCloud.com slash grapples to apples. That's grapples the number two. Apples, you don't like SoundCloud. We're on podcast, Google podcast, and iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening. As long as you're always listening. I am one of your hosts. The very sensual. Very dumb. Mr. Sunglasses at night himself. Your boy. The general. Your champion. Your god. Shades. Joined by a... a a new cell phone having. <laughs> Ill Bill the Thrill, the poet Terrence Shakespeare and Candidate Major English, the grandfather. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I is, because baby, that's who I said that wrong, but whatever. You got, yeah, listen, y'all have heard me do this a million times. Y'all could probably do it better than I can. You know who I am. Thrill. Yes, sir. NXT TakeOver in your house, in my house, in Tommy Boy's house. <laughs> probably not in Ugo's house. <laughs> Definitely not Nugo's house. Uh, twenty twenty one wrapped up. We had five matches on the card for for the first time in a long time. No pre show match. Nunzo. I spent half an hour listening to Sam Roberts and I forgot who else. Justin Barrasso and I don't even. Was, okay, cool. Thanks for wasting my half an hour. I was watching my dog and then I was playing Mario with La Championa. Let's go. Yeah. So five matches on the card. Uh, all the titles on the line, even <laughs> even fake even ones. gimmick even gimmick belts. <laughs> but we can't get into 
any and all of that, unless thrilled, do me a favor. What that be, sir? Ring me that bell. All right, so we start off with the uber-convoluted winner-takes-all six-man tag match for the NXT North American Championship and NXT Tag Team Championships. Defending champions Bronson Reed, who is defending his North American Championship, and MSK defending their Tag Team Championships versus Legado del Fantasma. Presumably, Santos Escobar would have would become the North American champion. Joaquin Wilde and Raul Mendoza would become the tag team champions were they to emerge successful in this match. However, it was not meant to be because while I I think the the promo they cut was terrific before the the, the and the as part of the package as part of the part they interviewed them and the three of them cut a great promo and all signs pointed to Legado winning. The problem is Bronson Reed is too new of a champion. MSK, yep. MSK could afford to lose the championships right now. Bronson Reed cannot. And mm. so we got, uh, uh, you know, what do you expect from this match is what you got. You know, um, you got the Lucha stylings uh, of Legado. You got MSK doing their, their high-flying tag stuff, and then Bronson Reed being a monster. The only only issue I took with this match was what seemed to be, to me, a blatant cut to a pre-filmed spot and then back to live action, and it just felt really corny. Um, um I'm, I'm missing. What are you talking about? Because I don't. Okay, so maybe it's just me. But there's this spot when Bronson Reed drives Santos through the the barricade and the the, the glass collapses and all that. Mm-hmm. That seemed super edited to me. Mm-hmm. They cut to him. They, they he does the whole like growling thing. He you know they 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 do the spot. Uh, yeah yeah they he he like bear crashes him into the barricade. The whole thing falls down. Yeah, and I... then and then the, what gets me the most is, um, what's his name? Stu Bennett is that his uh, his name now? Uh, yeah, I think it's like Wade Barrett's character. Right? Wade Barrett, yeah, Wade Barrett. Uh, he goes and he we're back live to the ring, and then he tries to cover himself. I don't remember what he said to cover his tracks after that, but he said the words, and now we're back live or something to that effect. And I'm like, was that a pre-edited spot? Uh, I don't, I mean, if it is, I didn't really catch it because, um, I, I wasn't really paying, paying attention. I just saw the spot. Um, I was actually warming up vegetables. <laughs> like, you know cooking. what it felt like? It felt like when you're, when you're like playing at WWE 2K and there's like an OMG moment. And so it suddenly turns to like a cut scene. It just controls itself. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like. It felt like the match was happening. And then all of a sudden we had this cut scene and then it went back to the match. And I was like. What, what just happened? But there's people in the crowd. Like that yeah. wouldn't make sense to be a cutscene, like to to be pre-edited. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't get. It. What's the point of that? Maybe logistically, because they had more matches throughout the night, and like how long it would have taken them to put that back. Mm, you're right. Ah. Uh, 
Again, because, I didn't see it, but um, mm-hmm. you're you're the way that you're saying. I mean, I see the spot, but I didn't see like the cuts to mm-hmm. the spot. So I just thought I was like, oh, I I thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you, I was in and out of the kitchen. And I just happened to go back into the living room when that spot took place. And I was like, that looked weird. And then Wade Barrett said what he said. And I was like, that that's weird. That's and I was weirder. Like, exactly. That's, I'm like, that, that's that's weird squared. And I'm like, am I missing something? And then later on in the night, there was another there was some other match. I forgot what it was. And they were in that general area. And he was like, oh, that's that's the same spot where Bronson Reed put Santos through the thing. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm just like. I, oh, I don't know, LA man. Knight, LA Knight and Cameron yeah. Grimes match. Yeah. 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 And I was like, I don't know, man. Something about that spot smells real fishy to me. Yeah. I don't know. I maybe have to go back and watch it, like, uninterrupted without going back and forth to the kitchen. But something about that spot felt off to me. I mean, the entire match kind of felt like, not rushed, but rushed. I mean, it starts off very quickly between... Um, Hold on. Give me a second. Wesley is oh, I have the no brown idea. one. I have no idea who's who in MSK. Uh, I believe Wesley. Yeah. Wesley uh, and Raul Mendoza started off. And it is fast paced uh, chain, like cruiserweight chain grappling, where it's just like uh, uh, arm drag. You know, uh, flip over this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, body uh, it was the, the bridge to come up uh, mm-hmm. backslide. It was they were going crazy. Um, they tagged out to Nash Carter and Santos Escobar. No, Joaquin Wild. Mm-hmm. And I remember Wild doing like this springboard. But I don't know how to ex- like describe it exactly. He he has. Uh, Nash's arm jumps up on the rope and does like a a, a seat bounce, a seated like bounce, and flips off the ropes mm-hmm. into an arm drag. I can't describe it, but it's very early in the that. match. Mm-hmm. If you want to see, I, w- I was like, okay. And then, as you alluded to earlier, Everybody played their role, and they played their role perfectly. It was like high flyers, and then booking Bronson Reed as a monster. Yeah. Uh, my my biggest gripe with this is the time of the match. By the time I was finally like, okay, like I, I settled down from all the the flippy stuff. Mm-hmm. The match was over. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, and it felt short, but it wasn't really that short. It was thirteen plus. Yeah, thirteen forty. So it wasn't the short. It wasn't that short, but it definitely felt quicker than it actually was. Mm-hmm. What I did, I did like that everyone had matching attire. That was cool. You know, even like Bronson Reed and MSK are not a proper stable or anything, but they still had matching gear. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, they had the, the matching green. Yeah, and what I thought was interesting. I, I don't want these to, these three to be a thing. I like this to be done and over with. I think Bronson Reed needs to be on his own. He needs to be established as his own single wrestler. But they had, the, you know, his whole thing is he does that claw thing. Like, that's his pose. And mm-hmm. MSK does the, you know, the M. Um, like, the upside down west side thing. 
And so when they were doing the uh, the pre-match interview as part of the promo package, they did the claw, all three of them, and then they went from the claw to the to the M. And I was like, oh, that looks cool. That's marketable. That's a good pose. But let it not be a thing, please. Let's let's move on. And what are they going to like? Where do they go with Legado from here? Where do, I don't. What's the where are they going? Nowhere. I told Espe- you this on es- Friday. Especially Santos. Especially Santos. Because Bronson Reed even says he's like, you know, you had a good run of the cruiserweight division and you made the mistake by coming up to the North American division. And he just proved that. Mm-hmm. So what does Santos do now? That's a good question. Because, I mean, he hasn't had like a proper feud post cruiserweight championship you know like a singles run right it's just it's him and legado so uh maybe that he needs to like i don't know do something independently well, have cool. them as the help do something with bronson reed and just continue this feud yeah i don't know like i don't know I don't know. I, I guess. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, there's nothing that Bronson Reed's going to do post this right now, and there's nothing for Santos Santos Escobar to do right now. Well, you can so, set up Bronson Reed versus LA Knight now. Uh, yeah, but I mean, LA Knight. We'll we'll get to LA Knight. Yeah, we'll we'll get to LA Knight. Uh, let's get to the next match. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next match is uh, Zia Lee uh, with uh, Mei Ying and uh, Bao mm-hmm. versus Mercedes Martinez. Now, the history with here is uh, the Mae Young Classic, the mm-hmm. second Mae Young Classic, mm-hmm. 2017. Um, Mercedes Martinez defeats Zia Lee. So mm-hmm. this is her, like, her redemption, and you know she's been uh, undefeated since siding, uh, you know, siding with uh, Mei Ying. So, um, this match was boring. <laughs> yeah, um... uh, this this match was boring. I don't like Mercedes Martinez as a as a character. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like what they're doing with Zia Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, them being in this feud, I was like, this, this is a NXT takeover pre-show match. Not yeah. even that. It's a regular NXT weekly match. Here's the problem with this match and this feud. It's predicated on something so forced that just happened to be history. Oh, she defeated her in the Mayan Classic two years ago, and now Zaylee has been shamed. She shamed her whole family, and so now four years later, come on, that doesn't make any sense. That's that doesn't make if you okay. If you're gonna tell that story, you have one shot to tell it, and that's what Mercedes Martinez hits NXT right away. Mm-hmm. As soon as Mercedes Martinez debuts in NXT, Zaylee's gotta come after her. And then yeah. she can be like, I've been waiting for you to come here to avenge what ha- what you did to me and how you, sh-. you know, like, then you could tell that story. But yeah. 
You don't tell this story six months later or a year later, however long Mercedes Mercedes has been in NXT. And like it doesn't make any and then they're also trying to tell the story of her being take being taken under the wing of Mei Ying and following her tutelage. So it's like, which story are we really telling here? And then their characters don't work either because Mercedes Martinez right now, while her character is natural, it's one that we've seen a million times. And it's one that we just saw with Mia Yim. The the badass tough chick who like don't take guff from nobody, who's, you know, she's from the mean streets of somewhere in Connecticut or something. Like, okay, cool. But we just saw this. And so, like, while this is Mercedes Martinez's natural gimmick, you tie that with Zia Lee, who came out doing a uh like a samurai dance with a katana. That's her thing, though. She does that at every entrance. I understand that. But I'm saying the juxtaposition doesn't make sense. I mean, the entire thing didn't make sense. Yeah. You're dishonoring your family from four years ago. And once I heard him, like, I I don't, what's his name? Victor? Victor something? Vic 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 Joseph? Joseph? Vic Joseph. When Vic Joseph was just like, Zia Lee said that she dishonored her family. I instantly heard Eddie Murphy as Mushu. <laughs> it's like dishonor, dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, dishonor on everybody. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, what are we talking about here? I mean, my man Todd Pettengill was there all night. And of course, it's in your house. It's his gimmick. I didn't realize it was the gimmick mm-hmm. until uh, Tommy Boy pointed it out. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Okay, my man Todd Pettengill got the 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 TV with the VHS in it. Boy, that's old, 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 old. And then they showed the match uh, from the Mae Young Classic. Then uh, Mercedes Martinez comes out, and then Zia Lee comes out like a discount, like five below Raiden. Jeez. And then uh, uh, Mei Ying is sitting in the chair the entire time. Bao is mm. over there doing whatever he, he's doing. Mm. And and the, another match that ends just so abruptly. Like, mm. me, like um, Zia Lee hits her with like a kick. Mercedes Martinez is down for the three count. Zia Lee asks Bao to get hit, her a chair. Uh, Zia Lee doesn't end up using the chair, but gets the chair used on her. And yeah, then she, she, uh, she, 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 I'm sorry, Mercedes kicks out her leg, grabs the chair, and starts yelling at her, oh, you want to take me out? Now I'm going to break your back. And then she hits her in the back yeah, like she, once with the chair. She, <laughs> she hits her like twice with the chair. Once she hits her like flush with the chair on the back, and then she kind of like drives it into her stomach. And then Bao gets in and gets Bao Bao for his his trouble. <laughs> and then Mei Ying is sitting in her chair and and uh, Mercedes Martinez is like, "You want to go, B?" And then Mei Ying stands up, which I didn't know she was capable of doing. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, obvious, like, pyro spot is obvious. Mm-hmm. And 
boy was I wrong because I there was no pyro spot. Mm-hmm. Um, she hits. Does okay, so she hits. Uh, Mei Ying hits Mercedes Martinez with the tongue and death grip, and then she, Martinez hits Ying with a chair. She kind of no sells it back into a tongue and death grip, and then throws her off the stage into like the plexiglass gated area. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. Wow, I'm never gonna get this like extra five minutes back in my life. It was just a prolong the feud. That's it. It's just so we can keep this feud going. But I don't care. I'm, I'm aware that you don't care. I, I was, this it's it's a it's a feud built on a pencil thin foundation. Yep. 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 Look, if you're if you're gonna have a, a razor thin feud motivation, if it's gonna if you're gonna have a heatless feud, then the match got to be fire. You know, you you can't have no heat with a feud and then have the match be meh. Yeah, give me one or the other. Yeah, give me one or the other, and I got neither one. But let's move on, shall we? Mm-hmm. In a ladder match for the vacant, obviously. Million dollar championship. Cameron Grimes versus Lanite. <sighs> okay. I'm going to look past the stupidity of the premise of this match and just talk about the match itself. Oh, before before we get to the match. Yes. Right. They they asked a question. I think Vic Joseph said there's only uh Two other men that have held the million dollar championship aside from Ted DiBiase. Mm-hmm. Not including the winner today. Mm-hmm. Who are the other two men that have held the belt? I know Stone Cold Steve Austin is one. Mm-hmm. I'm going to time you. You got 30 seconds. My instinct is Andre the Giant, but that doesn't feel right. You got 27 seconds, so you can think. I wish we had like a soundboard. We could do some Jeopardy music. Right? Although, you know, copyright, so we can't. Um, No, we'd like, we'd remix it. Yeah. Just like change like two notes, and all of a sudden it's a whole different thing. You can get around legally. Um, I can't think of anyone else, so I'm just going to go with Andre. Andre the Giant, final answer? Yeah, Stone Cold and Andre. You were right about Stone Cold. You were wrong about Andre. Who's the second one? Virgil. <sighs> that's not... That's... Whatever. You know what? I'm okay with getting that one wrong. <laughs> Virgil. Virgil actually beat Ted DiBiase to become the Million Dollar Champion. Virgil. Virgil. What is... Get, Virgil, get out of here. He used to be his butler. I, I remember. <clears throat> Excuse me. Virgil. The most like, all right, relax. Do you hear Vincent on uh, um, on Instagram? He's just like, I was the most influential NWO member. I'm like, sit down, Virgil. Nobody asked you. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. Okay. So, the match. 
I'm sick and tired of WWE making their wrestlers into bona fide idiots when it comes to uh, ladder <laughs> matches. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, I said the same thing to Amanda. <laughs> they just their IQ level drops to that of a toe when they be, when they go into a ladder match. I don't get it. The decision making is just purely like imbecile. Just it's I don't even have the adjective it's to idiotic. describe it. It's I, moronic. It is. It's idiotic. It's moronic. It's asinine. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's just any and every adjective and synonym that you can come up with that fits into the general scope of sheer stupidity that's what happens to every wrestler in a ladder match under the wwe umbrella why on earth do you need to exit the ring and go retrieve a golden ladder <laughs> that is at the <laughs> that is at the <laughs> Like, you don't go faster climbing a gold ladder, you idiot. What's wrong with you? Just you exit the ring, go all the way to the entrance to grab the stupid gold ladder. You drag it back. By the way, clearly he was supposed to sell that it's heavier, and he didn't because Wade Barrett kept saying it. Oh, He's it like, must be heavier because it's solid, solid gold. gold. I'm like, boy, that is not solid gold. It's and then when Cameron Grimes didn't sell the weight, he's like, I guess it's just gold plated. I was like, ugh. Wade Barrett did not have a... Wade, first of all, you gotta get Beth Phoenix off the mic. All she does she is, is yell random yells. sentences. She just... <laughs> she yells. When... when um. In the first match, the with the the, the winner takes all match, mm-hmm. every everybody's doing their dive spots, and she goes, "It's raining men." <laughs> you gotta know that was fed to her, though. There's no way she said that on her own accord. You know I, I, that was fed to her. If that was fed to her, then how dare Vic Joseph or Wade Barrett not go? Hallelujah, it's raining men. Like, That's, come on, yeah, you missed yeah, a, a yeah. golden opportunity yeah, there. Yeah. But like I feel like she's um what's the what's the name of the of the, the other announcer in, in uh Dodgeball? Not cotton, the other one. Uh whatever the Jason, one the, Jason Bateman's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she I feel like she's him. She just randomly says random things. To say random things at random times, and then she says it while yelling. It's like, oh, what a move off the ladder! He did a move off the ladder that was on the ladder that it was a move, and I was like, what? Oh, Pepper Brooks. Pepper, thank you. Oh my God, she is the Pepper of WWE. It is. It is. I, I can't. I can't. She's she yells. I fucking being scolded. Like, like remember when I said Chris Jericho yells on mm-hmm. commentary when he's doing? Mm-hmm. No, he's got nothing on Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix yells. Everything, you know, Everything. For, a, for a while I thought, is it just because she's a woman and so like she's trying to project, and because of the like the timbre of her voice for being a woman, it feels that way. At first, I thought that was a thing. I thought that was an excuse, and then I started watching like hockey games with when they have a female commentator and a female announcer who does color and whatever. And I'm like, oh no, she's talking like a normal human being. It's just what they do over there at WWE. Never mind. Anyway, 
but yeah, it's just uh, he takes forever to bring the 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 ladder back into the ring, and then it's two steps stop, one step reaches knowing he can't reach it yet. He's just barely scraping the bottom of the case. Also, why is it in a case instead of just hanging off of the thing like every other belt ever? But whatever. And then another two steps and then reach. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sick and tired of this stupid trope of wrestlers in a ladder match being dumber than dumb and not knowing how to climb a ladder. Like, I take a long time to climb a ladder, but that's because I'm deathly afraid of heights. These men do not have that issue. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's so. And then there's a spot where he gets kicked off the ladder and you can clearly see him like throwing himself around the ring looking for the ladder so he can push it down and i'm just like oh my god this match is so dumb i hate it so much i i I did not like this match i didn't like it one bit it was so dumb i thought here you're gonna get cameron grimes and you're gonna get eli drake i refuse to call him la knight i can't that's such a bad name la knight so stupid anyway and I'm like, all right, we're not going to get high flyy ladder spots that we're used to. They barely used the ladder. There was one good ladder spot, and that was the cutter on the ladder. That was it. Um, once I saw Cameron Grimes climbing up the aisle way side of the ladder, I was like, yep, he's going through it. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to have LA Knight win the million dollar championship. Because they're going to. This. The LA champ. The LA championship. The million dollar <laughs> championship is that of the FTW championship for AEW. Yeah. yeah. It's meaningless. It is absolutely meaningless. What are we going to get? A couple of months from now. Cameron Grimes wins it and then he's feuding with somebody and they destroy the belt like that that's what's going to happen or Cameron Grimes destroys this belt a couple of months from now because he does if he can have it nobody can like I don't get it um I don't know yeah and the the idiocy the the sheer stupidity of a, a same size ladder in the ring perfectly fine no, I need this. I want the gold one. Gold one. The gold, I'm sorry, gold plated. Thank you, Wade Barrett. <laughs> this made Cameron Grimes look like a complete fool. Mm-hmm. Like, I will never pick Cameron Grimes to win a match ever again. He's definitely not winning any IQ test. Didn't make any sense. And it was the second longest match of the night. I it was it. D- damn near 20 minutes. Yeah. And uh, you know what? And it's funny because I'm not I'm not a Cameron Grimes fan. Not because I dislike him. I just don't know any of his work. I don't really care. You know, I just don't care about Cameron Grimes. Right. And then I, I kind of vaguely familiar with Eli Drake. Not a fan of L.A. Knight. And, but I was like, OK, it's a ladder match. Most ladder matches, you have to really work hard to screw it up. Man, mission accomplished, guys. Mission accomplished. I was like, wow. 
you guys made me care less about a ladder match than mm-hmm. I have probably ever cared about a ladder match. This is fact. This is fact. Anyway, let's move on before we spend the entire night just ripping this match. The penultimate match was for the NXT Women's Championship. Defending champion Raquel Gonzalez taking on... Oh, excuse me. I'm scratching my chest. Was um, taking on Ember Moon. Now, this whole thing started when they... Uh, injured Shotzi Blackheart, which is mm. saying something because usually it's Shotzi Blackheart who's injuring somebody. Um, <laughs> and uh, the whole thing was Ember was like, You guys hurting Shotzi made me realize that I'm missing something and I need to be NXT Women's Champion again. And one, <sighs> Ember Moon has zero personality. Yeah. Zero personality. And then her in-ring work, garbage tonight. Garbage. I'm like, yo, she's just not good in the ring. I was, I thought I was just being like nitpicky or something like. No, she's just not good in the ring. It was a a a twelve-minute match, and did nothing for story progression for either women. So, thing one was, just completely random aside, I did not realize that Raquel Gonzalez was six feet tall. That's, that's I mean, a whole she, lot of woman. She looks pretty tall. Yeah, I don't know, for sure. I knew she was tall. I didn't know she was six foot. Unless they're just billing her as six foot. But they did a tale of the tape, and I was like, Ember Moon, 5'2", Raquel Gonzalez, six foot. I'm like, damn! She tall, tall. But, um, okay, so... Pluses and minuses. I liked that they're finally making Dakota Kai have a purpose. Um, And they're doing that retroactively by making her the brains behind Raquel's success. Because when they were a tag team, it just seemed like Raquel is there to help Dakota because Dakota can't do anything herself. She was the muscle. Dakota's trash. You know, like that felt like their dynamic for so long to the point where it was like, why does Raquel keep Dakota Kai around? Right. Mm -hmm. But now they're establishing the story that Dakota Kai is the brains. She is there to, you know, strategize with Raquel and help Raquel by being the brains. Okay, cool. I dig that. And they played that because Dakota would try and interfere, but in a way that would not get her disqualified. Mm-hmm. She'd distract Ember Moon. She'd put Raquel's foot on the robe. You know, she's doing things here and there that is helping Raquel without getting Raquel disqualified. Okay, smart. I dig it. Um, what I didn't like was too much of this Ember's Law thing. And they kept beating into our heads throughout the entire night. Ember's Law, Ember's Law, Ember's Law. What is Ember's Law and who cares? What does it even mean? Stop trying to sell something to me that has zero value. You have to, if you're trying to, like, you have to establish it somehow. Whatever Ember's Law is, was supposed to be solidified before we got to this match. 
we have to have an, uh, a track record of Ember's Law meaning something so that it can mean something in this match. Don't tell me about Ember's Law. doesn't mean anything to me. It means nothing. Um, I did like that Ember hit the, um, the Eclipse and that she hit a move outside of the ring and that Raquel... Uh, Tornado DDT. Yeah, the Tornado DDT. And the only reason Raquel kicked out of both was A, Dakota had her foot on the rope, and then B, it took a while because Raquel is so much bigger than Ember, Ember had to get Raquel back in the ring. By the time she got her back in the ring, she kicked out. I Okay, okay, good, good. We're, this is like sound wrestling things. And then we get to the finish. And sure, I guess. Dakota tries to interfere again, or to distract Ember Moon, rather. Ember's distracted. Raquel wins. Um, Shotzi gets, she comes out of nowhere to beat up on Dakota Kai. They start fighting while the match is still going on. Once Raquel wins, then it's like an all-out brawl, and the refs and, and officials are trying to break him apart and William Regal is trying to break him apart and blah, blah, blah. There's more to this that we'll get to later, which may be leading to something that I'm not a fan of, but we'll see. Yeah. Long story short, uh, Raquel Gonzalez wins because duh. Yeah. Yeah. So moving on. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> Moving on to the main event, the fatal five-way match for the NXT Championship. Defending champion Karrion Cross taking on Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. Oh, man, I wanted this match to be so good, and this match was so boring. So boring. I swear, Shades, at some point, I was like, how, much, how long is this match going to go on? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know, dude, maybe, maybe it's me. I'm sure we're going to go online after this and see all the praise for how good NXT takeover was because mm-hmm. it happens every takeover, mm-hmm. but I was, oh my God, I was so bored. I was so bored with this match. I messaged you guys in the group chat. I'm like, is anyone else bored with this match? And Tommy boy's like, what match? And you didn't even answer. I'm like, yo, is this man asleep? Cause bro, it was. It was so boring. The only time it got interesting for me personally is towards the end. Once um, we got Karrion Cross versus Pete Dunne, from then on until the end of the match, I thought it got interesting. Although I hate, 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 hate that Karrion Cross kicked out of the bitter end with a quick two count. Like it wasn't even like an almost three. It was like one, two kick out. Like, come on, dude. We're just going to no-sell the bitter end now? The hell. But, yeah, once we got into... He did the... Uh, what does he call it? The the, the straight jacket? No. The something? I don't know. Whatever. Whatever carrying across the signature, his finishing choke hold, which is a sleeper hold. Um, he does it on Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn grabs his fingers and does the, the finger snapping spot, which I'm like, okay, that's brilliant. And then from there, we get everyone getting their stuff in. 
Johnny Gargano comes out of nowhere with the with his uh, springboard DDT. We had Adam Cole Bay hitting someone with a running knee from behind. Uh, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle Kyle O'Reilly, excuse me, gets Adam Cole in a heel hook, and that's how we get to the finish where Kyle O'Reilly has Adam Cole in the heel hook, and he's about to tap, and then Karrion Cross gets Kyle O'Reilly in the submission in that sleeper hold thing, and. Kyle O'Reilly passes out. Let's go of Adam Cole. He passes out. Matches over. Karen Cross retains. To me, that last five minutes was the whole match. Yeah. Could have done without that, the last. The first 21 minutes, I could have done without. You have literally everyone in the in the, in the building screaming, this is awesome, and fight forever. And I'm just like, no. no. And the match. And the match. <laughs> the only time that I thought was, um, the only time I thought like the match was picking up was when <clears throat> Karrion came from behind the uh, announce desk like the Undertaker, and him and Pete Dunne went in there and like went toe to toe. Other than that, I was like, yo, they're doing too much. And I understand there's five guys in the match. Mm-hmm. But they were doing too much. I was like, I, I was I'm I'm bored. I'm bored with this match. And like you said, I'm I'm almost a thousand percent sure if I go onto Facebook or Twitter, uh what a great takeover this was, what a great match mm-hmm. the main event was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, nah, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah that's how i've been feeling like maybe i don't know maybe something's wrong with us maybe we're broken i don't know i don't get it are we being too harsh of judges you know like, like is, is, is our are. is our I judging system are. harsh nxt has established a certain brand a certain level of expectation for what their takeovers are and fortunately unfortunately for us we don't just watch wwe when we can we watch impact we watch aew we watch uh new japan we'll occasionally on in a blue moon watch nwa like we watch other wrestling so you and I have seen really good wrestling, whether just per match or an entire show. So no, I don't think that there's anything wrong with us. I think you and I have the misfortune of wa- having watched so much professional wrestling, good and bad, even from t- from NXT takeovers, that we won't we won't just like no, this is not acceptable. We're not going to take an NXT takeover like this one and and say it was a Grand Slam when it was a strikeout on Bunce. I'm sorry. Was it a bad show? No. Did I hate it? No. Is this something that I can look back and be like, oh my God, this is the worst thing I've ever watched? No. But am I going to watch it again? No. Is there a single match on this card that I would watch a second time? No. Was there anything on this show that got me excited? No. The, the, the show was 
it was there. It was it was a thing that happened. That's the extent of what I can say. Yeah, I mean, once the show ended, I immediately went into the room and I was like, "All right, time to record." I didn't stay and see if we had a a new debut or anything like that. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me. I'm sorry, I did allude to this. So let me, let me, let me go there. Oh. Um, before the main event started, you saw, um. The, the women backstage fighting. Dakota, Ember, Shotzi, Raquel, they're all fighting amongst each other, still trying to get pulled apart by officials and William Regal. And they're like, oh, this is... William Regal's trying to get everything under control. And then at the end of the show, like stuff is still going on. And so someone interviews William Regal, and she's like, um, with all this bedlam, um, you know, can we get any words from you about what's going on at NXT? And it looks like he just finished crying because there's two streaks coming from his eyes, like in the light when every once in a blue, if he turns his head the right way, you can see the two streaks that look like tears coming from his eyes. Um, and he essentially says that things have gotten out of control and that there might, there might need to, he goes, I've been here. I've been the GM for seven years here and it's never been this out of control and might be time for a change. And that's how the show goes off the air. I don't know if they're going to imply that William Regal is going to step down as the new G- as the GM. I don't think they're going to get a new GM. I don't. I don't know what this change is that we're going to see on Tuesday, or not see on Tuesday. Who knows? But that's the big sell going into NXT's weekly this week. Um, not to mention it's the Great American Bash coming up in July. Yeah, they they did some promos for that. Yeah, we, we had the uh, Champa and. Timothy Thatcher. Thank you. Timothy Thatcher cut a promo that they're going to like beat the, the bejesus out of somebody. Um, the Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah, sure. Whatever. So, yeah, I, I think this is like because they had um, there was a locker no, locker, uh, a parking lot. A parking lot scuffle between Gargano The Austin Way and Theory. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, exactly. The way and Kyle O'Reilly. So they had that, and then they had this, and it's like, oh my god, NXT's out of control. And it's like, I'm pretty sure I've seen it way worse, but I mean, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Can we can we do the thing? Uh, okay, <clears throat> let's do the thing. Match of the night. You got one. Um, for as short as it was, the winner take all match. Yep, same, same as it, It's got to be the winner take all match, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, other podcast shows, etc. They do a rating system based on numbers. Maybe they do stars. Maybe they do letter grades. Here at Grapples to Apples, we do topes. You get zero topes if you're an abomination to professional wrestling. You get five topes if you are what professional wrestling should be all about. Normally starting at a 2.5, then we scale it up and down based on the matches. You want to go first? You want me to go first? How do you want to play the shades? Um, I'm just going to go right off the bat right. and give the entire thing a two. <laughs> Forget the scale. Just land at two. <laughs> no, all right, because I'm I'm... I'm looking at – I did the grading system in my head because, okay. you know, I was like, all right, we started at 2. Well, you know, let's just do it. We started at 2.5. Um, the first match brings it to a 2.75. Okay. Yep. That's, that's and, 100% fair. And then everything else brings it down like 
by 2.5, uh, 2.2, uh, uh, 2.25, whatever, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. the math is. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it ended at like a one seven five or a one five. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it wasn't it, it wasn't egregious. Like it was this yeah. wasn't a, 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 a completely horrible. So it was just like below average. So it's like mm-hmm. a two. Yeah, yeah, that that sounds legit. Um, if I'm gonna do the math out loud, I don't think I'm gonna fall any different from you. Um, starting at two point five, two seven five for the opener. Uh, I guess we'll stay at a two seven five. With Zia Levers and Mercedes Martinez, they didn't bother me. It just didn't do anything. Um, the latter match I did not like, so it's got to come down at least to a two point five minimum, maybe even a two point two five. And then Raquel and Ember was fine, so it stays there. And then the main event was—I want to say I could leave it at a two point two five, but it was so long-winded. Do I want to penalize it for that? I don't know. I'll, Let's—I'll I'll call it a. I'll call it a two, uh, 2.25. If you went to, I'll go 2.25. I feel like it was just below average. Like I said, it's a thing that happened. You know what I mean? Like, not terrible. I'm not offended, but I also don't care. It's a thing that happened. Yeah. So we ended at a, a roughly around a two, 2.25 as, a, as an entire podcast. If you want to get yeah. to the median. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would be like two point one seven five. Yeah, something if, like that. If we're doing the actual math, right down the middle. Yeah, but whatever. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um. Yeah, I mean, the Grapple Apples Championship was on the line tonight, and oh, right. um, I was going for history with my fifth straight successful defense, and I started off strong. And that damn idiotic Cameron Grimes match <laughs> is the only thing that um th- it cucked me. Was so your only blemish. It was my only blemish. So with that being said, the final scores for the night. Oh, hold on! I'm rubbing the hell out of my eye that I almost <laughs> popped it out of its socket. Um. So, Jim ending the night at a two and three. Tommy Boy ending the night at four and two. Um, I have Bumass Allen uh, <laughs> four and one. Oh, excuse me, four and two. Uh, Thrill, you were five and one. Hey. Um, Amanda was. Four and two. I was five and one. And to the winner with a record of five and oh. Five and oh? No, six and oh. Excuse me. Six and oh. My brother, Jason, the new grapples to apples champion. Wow. Now. Thrill and I this have is been his second reign, right? This is his first reign. Really? I could have sworn Jason won the championship once before. No, he was close to winning at WrestleMania, but he picked uh... Sasha Banks over Bianca Belair, which led to me retaining. There have only been five champions. 
Amanda being the first, you mm-hmm. being the second, yeah. me being the third, yeah. uh, Monty being the mm-hmm. fourth, and Tommy Boy being the fifth. Jason is now the sixth, the sixth champion, and a turnaround that's very, very short. Next month, he has to defend at uh, Money in the Bank, and then after that, he has to defend at uh, SummerSlam. If he even gets to SummerSlam, let's see. Yeah. Oh, wait. This can't be right. What? June twentieth. June twentieth is what? That's Money in the Cell. So why is it coming up as Money in the Bank? On it's Wikipedia? it's it's wrong. It's coming. It's supposed to, Money in July eighteen. July eighteen. Yeah. July eighteen. Got it. Yes. Um. So, um, Thrill and I are in talks with changing the format of predictions and how the belt is being defended. Um, so listen in for that. We'll be updating the social medias and giving you guys, a, you know, actually talking about it because um, people are tired of ties. And... Which we understand. I, I mean, who who wants to continue to lose from tying? You know, that's whack. We get yeah. it. Especially we hear you when, guys. Especially when God kept retaining. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to have a new format. Uh, I, it's Thrill and I need to sit down and, like, solidify the rules. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, maybe... It's going to turn the Grapples to Apples World Championship on its head. We'll see. We'll see. Um, if if things go the way I think they could go, I think this could be an exciting change that could really could completely change the way we all look at the Grapples to Apples universe. Or it can completely kill the belt, and then we would, <laughs> we, would we would pack up the podcast to never be heard from again. It can only go one of two ways. <laughs> yes, it can only go one of two ways. Until then, utter disaster or uh, marital bliss. <laughs> well, until we find out, you've been listening to us on SoundCloud.com. That's Grapples Apple. That's Grapples the number two apples. You don't like SoundCloud? You got Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Doesn't matter where you're listening, as long as you're listening. Don't forget to check out our social media pages. That's Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com. Such grapples, apples. Again, there's grapples, a number two apples. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Do whatever you got to do to put us in as many as and as humanly possible because we appreciate it. As always, I've been one of your hosts, Ill Will the Thrill, the Poetarian, Shakespearean candidate, Major English, Mr. Certified, whatever, the Godfather. Whatever you need me to be, that's who I be because, baby, that's who I is. Joined remotely by my hetero light, my tell them who you are, baby. The man of the hour, the man with the power to damn. Sweet to be sour, cream of the crop, rise at the top. Your boy, the general, still your god. Not champion. Shades. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our upcoming weekly episode and our episodes from last week, this week, next week, and every other week. Because an apple a day keeps the bad wrestling away. Peace. Peace love.